episode 189. My name is Dave, and I'm joined by Michael. How's it going? You usually say my first and last name, Dave, so I'm a little, like, thrown off there. I haven't been saying last names for, like, a month. Have you not been saying yeah. last names? Okay, shit. I'm not really sure why I made that change, but I think, you know what? Actually, I haven't been saying last names, I think, because I listened to you and Chris and you and Josh, mm-hmm. and you don't say last names when you introduce people. No, I try and I make... I, if they're returning, I don't really say last yeah. names again. So I think I was like, huh, he doesn't say last names. Like, I'll try it. And I've been doing it since then. So okay. it's the middle of August. Um, I don't have the uh, podcast, so I don't listen to us <laughs> <laughs> after yeah. it's been recorded. So, uh, but yeah, it's, I don't know, seems a little bit more, you know, we're almost to 200 episodes. And by now, I, I don't really know if last names are that relevant in this world. It's, currently. it's in the thing when you download it. It says yeah. who made the podcast. So yeah. But only weirdos right. look at the metadata for podcasts, so who knows? Yeah. All right, so we are Digital Days Gaming. We are a weekly podcast that posts every Thursday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern Time on podcast services. Uh, if you're listening uh, on our podcast services, thank you. Please consider subscribing um, and or regularly downloading, uh, whether you stream it or just you know to know it's there. If you're able to leave a review, please do that. Um, if you're able to do it with words, that's great as well. That helps uh, move us up in the algorithms. Uh, sharing the show, following us on uh, all the stuff that's linked in the show notes is free as well. We stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash digital days gaming. Uh, typically on Tuesday night, today, this week is Wednesday, just reasons. Um, and uh, yep, we're a Twitch affiliate, so you guys are able to subscribe to us if you choose. Uh, if you link your Twitch account and your Amazon account, you get Prime Gaming, you get a bunch of free, um, mostly cosmetic stuff in, in other games, three or four games a month. But the coolest part you get is the the free subscription to a Twitch subscriber of your choice. If you want to use that on us, that's awesome. Just remember it doesn't auto renew. Uh, so you kind of got to periodically check it for us. If you're, if, if you're, or whomever you're supporting, um, you can do it on mobile. I think once you do it one time on, on the, um, desktop, it should show up on mobile easily. So, and we don't have to be live for you to do it. So please consider just checking that out while you're, you know, waiting at a doctor's office or not at a traffic light. Because I know a bunch of states are changing. Can you pick like <laughs> less depressing things to be doing, other than being at a doctor or being at a traffic light. <laughs> Waiting to pick up your kid from school. The, even more depressing, because then you're just like, man, I could take this car and leave and just never turn so, back. Okay, so what's a less depressing time where you are sitting waiting for something and you pick up your phone? <sighs> I don't know, man. Like you're about to do something exciting. I don't know. Uh, you're about to quit your job, Dave. You did that a couple months ago, and that was probably exciting. Good for the record, to... that was eight months ago. That was a long time ago. It doesn't feel like it, Dave. I don't know why. Probably because I look at podcast numbers as opposed to yeah. actual time. All right. So, um, but with all that said, everything else is linked in the show notes. Please consider, you know, liking, following. All those things are free, and there are multiple ways you can support us. Those are all linked in the show notes. Also, we're going to jump right into our news. Yeah. Uh, so, uh I would say this is pretty wide range of news that we have this week. Uh, The first uh, thing that kind of caught me off guard is DC Universe Online is coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Uh, This one, Dave, honestly, I didn't know it was really still going. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew it was still going, but I didn't know if it was enough players for them to make this jump. Uh, but the announcement came uh, from Daybreak Games, and it basically said that this holiday uh, they will there will be native versions of this game, this MMO that's been around for 13 years. 
Uh, and there were also come some quality of life improvements, some, you know, the typical uh, graphical improvements you'll see moving to a, a stronger platform and also some gameplay changes as well. So it seems like a lot of efforts going into that. Uh, before it launches on the new platforms, you'll start to see some of those changes get implemented. So it sounds like they're going to roll it out. Basically, they're just kind of giving a roadmap for the rest of the year. Uh, but DC Universe Online is still going and it is uh, coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. And Dave, I, I don't know if you dabbled in this. I feel like everyone's dabbled in yeah, this. Yeah, I, think, once or I twice. think I've actually done some stuff on our previous world, our previous life, that we did some stuff for content, uh, like a um, code giveaway streaming stuff mm-hmm. that I, I, I did mess around and stream this game. If you had to guess the estimated daily players of this game across all platforms, for the month of June. What do you think it is? Um 50k maybe 75? I haven't looked this up. I'm assuming you brought pulled up some sort yeah, of Yeah, estimated daily players is 8.6,000. Okay. So what, did you have monthly? Um cuz I monthly I, I like Yeah, it's well, I, I this is so um so last 30 or july of 2023 481.1 is what it says okay i don't know what 481.1 what i'm assuming k right yeah it would have so, to be that which so cl- is way more than i thought right so we're talking about close to 500,000 players yeah that that um, makes sense then why they would yeah. still do this but which is a as- decrease of 51.4% <laughs> for that month I I would say though like with this especially like this is a full free to play game like you can subscribe to a monthly thing that gets you like additional like character slots and like costumes and all sorts of stuff so the fact that like business must be good if they're gonna bring us to another platforms because the counter argument is like well they need to bring it to more platforms to like inject life into their player base but there needs to be a player base already there to feel that this work is going to pay off. Uh, it must mean that a lot of people from their community, because apparently a good chunk of the players are from console. Like this mm-hmm. is on PC, PlayStation, uh, and I believe it's on Switch t- as well. Uh, but a majority of their player base is on PS4. So I would imagine that player base, especially if it's as big as you know you're saying, we're probably being like, hey, I, I want to play this on a PS5. Like, I want a native uh, version of this on PS5. So this is probably a tactic to keep those players they already have, and I doubt they're expecting to increase their player base significantly by doing this. Uh, this must just be to retain what they can. Yeah, I mean, the Steam charts, like, even as of 15 minutes ago, 552 people logged on today. Yeah, and knowing that the PlayStation base is the right. bigger base. Yeah. Pretty good numbers. Uh for a game that came out in like 2010. Uh like mm. I Yeah, 20, 2012 to, it looks like, yeah. 2012. Okay, I might be thinking of like beta time cuz I remember Yeah. this game being around for forever cuz it started on the PS3. I put a ton of time into it when it was on the PS3 and then I think I I want to say they launched on ps4 like they had a uh, launch day version of this mm-hmm. game on ps4 so i remember this is on the switch too yeah that's what i'll say yeah the switch yeah. there but switch uh, ps3 ps4 windows and xbox one yeah uh but it sounds like the playstation one is the 
the one that people are playing or the where a good chunk of their player base is. Uh, but I remember playing it's it not, on a PS4. It's not, yeah, it's it's not bad. I mean, I'm digging around. I can't tell if this is just Steam. Uh, there's an uh, there's a site called MMO Stats, so yeah. I don't know if they're only pulling from Steam. But like June 2023, estimated monthly average daily players 8.9 thousand, which isn't too bad, especially you, you would imagine those players aren't consistently the same players every single day. So mm-hmm. like, that there's probably a good amount of people just playing this game uh, in order for them to justify coming to playstation i don't know if this is enough to pull me back into the game for a third time because i played a ps3 played a ps4 uh but the good thing is like as you would expect uh servers they're still gonna be on the same server as every as a playstation and pc people uh and you're gonna be able to keep your same character and keep your progression and keep anything that you would purchase uh, so all that stuff is in there, which means my character, who I don't remember the name of, that has flash powers, uh, mm-hmm. super speed, is still somewhere on a server that I can maybe return to uh, and figure out how far in that game that I got. <laughs> remember how to play first and then remember where you are. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, this is cool to see that like this MMO surviving and surprisingly a lot of MMOs do survive and are able to maintain like a player base for a long time i mean final fantasy 14 just you know hit their 10 year anniversary i mean i think it has a lot to do with like you could have and i'll just use small numbers like you could have a goal and aspiration to have ten thousand players you know play your game but if you have like a thousand dedicated players like those thousand players you know make up 80% 80% of your revenue because they're engaging with the microtransactions probably or they're grinding or playing the game and have that sound. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, I forgot it was a subscription based also. Um, it's free to play, but there's an optional subscription. Right. Yeah. So your, your hardcore player, like the 80, 20 rule, like 20% of your population is generating 80% of your revenue. Yeah. You want, but then you just want to figure out a way to get that populate that 20% population to grow. And the way you grow that is to grow the, the basic player population. And, it's you're gonna you're kind of getting to the point right now where most player you know most console owners i would say have probably quote unquote retired their xbox one or their ps4 now that could be it went into a different room and it turns into a netflix machine or it turns into like your backup backup for playing um you know it's in the guest bedroom it's it's in the basement it's in a a, a secondary or third location and you're you know you you play your game you know like whatever wherever your gaming setup is whether it's on a desk in an office in your living room and if your ps5 becomes your primary console dc's not on there right or is this a ps5 version never mind yeah yeah Yeah. you can get a backwards compatible version but the thing is like the mmo space it's very easy for players to move to another mmo especially if those other mmos have like a native version on their platform like final mm-hmm. fantasy 14 has a native ps5 version there's a graphical updates coming in the future um i know warframe kind of teeters in like that mmo space but like that's another one native ps5 port and you know expansions coming all the time so if your dc universe your player base might be okay playing backwards compatible but they might look towards those other sort of games like even a destiny and and go yep. like well let me at least play a native game and it sounds silly but yeah. if no, you're no, no. a Rem- hardcore Remnant, player yeah. you're thinking about like native versions on the platform yeah. that you paid money on remnant 2 uh has taken a lot of like a, just in general a lot of destiny players um mm-hmm. while destiny's been in a downward thing remnant 2 has done a really good job and i think it's part of the reason why they're 
they're, they've they've announced in the last week or two like pretty successful figures for them like over like 1.5 million copies sold and since launched or something and a lot of it has to do with that they're you know releasing at the right time and quality content right in front of your face like you talked about do you think that um we'll see anything from plus or game pass to incentivize players as this moves to the next to the to the new consoles um I can see one of the platforms doing like some sort of costume pack. We've seen that happen with Plus and uh, mm-hmm. Game Pass pretty frequently. Where we're like, hey, there's like some little costume pack or little XP boost thing. I can see them doing something like that, specifically with PlayStation, because this PlayStation right. is like their major platform, uh, just because of sheer size of the, you know. Just even if it at this point just entices the PS5 owner to to remember it exists and to download the game again yeah yeah especially like this is such an easy sell to get people to at least in the door of yep. like hey a, a dc game with all your favorite heroes that you create your own character that's enough to get people in the door and the success of diablo and baldur's gate does nothing but help this game yep it, it's a good time to like hey did mm-hmm. you like that sort of game well maybe you might like this mmo especially dc universe online the gameplay isn't as traditional as other mmos like it's very like combo heavy and like <laughs> but shape. it looks it looks yeah. like boulders gate and diablo so. yeah yeah it definitely yeah. plays kind of like that but i'm talking about if you compare it to mmos yeah, yeah. that tend to be like turn-based or like not as action oriented dc universe fits in that like spectrum of like oh you did like diablo so you're cool top-down third-person sort of action Here, here's an easier one to play and you can have powers that you relate to more than you yeah. do it like in versus like I, mean, I don't know if this exists but but a mage like like yeah and, and like, then you, like have you said you can have 13, flash powers yeah and then you have like 10 to 13 years of content that you can catch up on that might yeah. take you years to, so, to get into this is this is uh, cool so yeah uh it, it's nice to know that it's still kicking around i don't know if i'll jump back into it but it's nice to know it's still alive uh, in other news, we have Xbox launching a new strike enforcement conduct program or strike enforced uh, conduct program. So F- Xbox is implementing a new system to try and cut down on toxic players. Uh, this one, I would say, is a little bit better than previous ones because they actually kind of outline things a little bit more clear than what we've gotten in the past. Uh, because Dave mentioned before this, like we feels like we have a story like this every couple years of like, hey, we're going to get rid of toxic players and nothing comes of it uh but the new system is an h strike system uh which will punish toxic players with suspensions after well suspensions for each strike but after their eighth strike it will be a lifetime ban uh some strikes uh it'll vary on like or some conduct will get different amount of strikes so uh cheating or using profanity could lead to one strike uh, sexual harassment or bullying could lead to two strikes and then like hate speech will lead to three strikes uh, and they put out like a whole chart explaining like the whole process of like when someone reports you on where that goes and then you can pull up your profile to see how many strikes you have against yourself uh, and also like when that your your strikes get reset so a strike will be on your account for six months before it gets wiped away uh a lot of wiggle room it seems with this system uh but it seems like it could be the so, right step so here's my first problem with this um yeah. do you know how to report somebody through xbox well they have a new system now on their website it's going to be a matter okay. of like how do you get people that aren't on your website to know yeah. that there's a system because i don't i know how to report people in games 
like you highlight their name and you can report the player like they do something in destiny or if they do something in division or they do something in like in, in overwatch or any of those other where you can actually like see the roster and see who's in your instance and you can usually click on their name view their profile view their build you know this that the other and you can report them and but you can report them in game um I also, to be totally clear, I don't know how to report somebody directly through Steam. I don't know how to report somebody directly through Xbox or PlayStation. Well, the funny <laughs> thing is, I, like specifically, I've reported people on PlayStation, and PlayStation does that thing where the game could have its own reporting system, but then right. it also can kick you out to the PlayStation menu where yep. you can report someone there. And PlayStation lets you like upload clips and screenshots of like what happened. So it's definitely easier, but it's something i only found out because i was digging into menus yeah and i also i think with the discord information and in, in, uh integration this is even harder <laughs> so, because i feel like in 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 an x we've heard about this in a playstation party chat and we've heard about this in an, in an xbox party chat where if they have to they can go and get the dialogue that was spoken in the party chats. They can, they they can get that. Discord can do that as well, but it's another correct. Platform. But then another, yeah. I just feel like there's so many different branches of console reporting, game reporting, social reporting. Like it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. the The only thing that I can hope is it. It's you kind of have to bury a system like this so it doesn't get abused. Correct. Because. Like, he killed me ten times in Call of Duty. I'm reporting him. Yeah, or he said shit and profanity is yeah. a strike. You know, you know, yeah. like so. Uh, there, there is a fine line in that. So you have to almost bury it a little bit so it's not abused. Uh, but I do like the idea that like you can see your account and see how many strikes, so you don't get yeah. this bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like I hate every time I'm on Twitter, someone will be like, oh, "I was banned on PSN and I have no idea why," and it's just like you know why. Yeah, Bungie's had to do that too, where people have complained to them so much that they've and they try to go, "Hey, like you can report it to the help form, and you can, you know, I see that more than anything just because of what my social circle is on Twitter with with Destiny right now." Um, and they keep kind of poking the bear, and then Bungie goes, "Okay." Here you go. Like, yeah. Oh, God. Here's I, why. <laughs> there was one a couple weeks ago that I saw on Twitter that was going around where someone was just like, my 10-year-old that only plays Rocket League was banned on PSN, and they don't even know how to use voice chat. And it's just yeah. like, no, they know how to use voice chat. Like, you yeah. might want to have a discussion with your kid. Like, right. They, someone felt they needed to... Go to that extreme. Yeah. To, 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 you know, to, to report your kid. And then PlayStation thought they needed to do something to that mm -hmm. person. So, like, the idea that you can then, like, pull up an account and see why you have a strike, or at least to know what type of strike you have. So then if you yeah. are wrongly accused of something, you at least know what you're fighting against as opposed to, like, playing, like, the miming, you know, mystery thing when you're, like, putting a complaint in to, like, Xbox or PlayStation. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this is, this is, I think this is a good system. Will it be used? Will it be, how long will it last? Who knows? Like, yeah. It's always good to have some kind of policy. So. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Well, in a year, they'll have another policy or they're going to say, like, actually, we need 20 strikes because eight is just too little. Uh, the one I remember the most being talked about was Rainbow Six. And they came out with this whole, like, huge blog post and system they put in place. And from what I understand, <laughs> Rainbow Six is still toxic as hell. It's, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> the only thing I think is more toxic than that is, like, League of Legends. Uh, yeah. Which is why, like, some games, you know, started to do things. It's like, okay, we're not going to ban people. We're just going to put them all together, like, yeah. <laughs> to make toxic servers that they're all in. Uh, which, man, I still would love to just. I, I want to see. Visit. Can I, get a 15, can I get a 15 minute? 
like do they know that they're all in the toxic server or do they just like man this community really sucks like like is there someone in like that those toxic servers that is just like yeah this is the worst community ever and they just have no idea that they're terrible and they were put with the bad kids yeah um all right but we'll move on to the the next story um so dave you remember when embracer a couple months ago said like we just lost a two billion dollar deal and now we have to fire a bunch of people do you recall that okay so turns out that deal was with saudi arabia uh the savvy games group uh, apparently last second pulled their two billion dollar deal that they were going to make with embracer basically a cash injection into embracer they pulled the deal from them last second which kind of sent embracer kind of on this like weird spiral as a company uh it should be noted that saudi arabia already has a 8.1 percent stake in embracer that they acquired for a billion dollars back in 2022 so this would have been you know if you just do like the basic math would have brought them up to almost you know 25 30 percent stake in the company uh but no cause was given for this uh this was reported by axios uh through multiple sources um embracer is they have a earnings financial report that they're going to be filing august 17th i believe which is where we're probably going to hear that they're figuring out who they're firing and what studios they're going to shutter yeah which sucks yeah uh, but uh, they, I have I have a guess as to why uh, the Saudi group pulled out. I have I, some I, theories as well. I, I I think it it's tied. Well, I mean, I, your theory might be different than mine, but I think it's tied to the PGA Tour and Live um to Live Golf Tour merger. That that's um, part of my uh, my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they also have a huge, they own their own wrestling league, right? Um, Saudi. I thought um. I thought no. Saudi had something like they a lot of They signed a like $10 billion deal with WWE for like okay. shows a couple times a year. Uh, which for the most part they've just used WWE as like a prop- propaganda <laughs> vehicle and it's yeah, like yeah. been weird. Uh But I definitely think the live tour thing is a huge thing cuz that is a huge chunk of money that they've been spending. Um it sucks for Embracer as a whole that lost a, a potential large investment that they thought they were getting. Um personally, I don't I I'm all for video game companies getting their funding I from wherever they can and from whomever is willing to invest. I I I don't want to go down this huge rabbit hole, but I mean Saudis get their money no matter the a hundred different ways. So well, this, the thing with them is like it, it's scary in terms of like the people that are in charge trying yeah. to like get into other businesses. It's scary for the video game industry because uh, the, specifically the people in charge the people that are investing their way of thinking might not jive well with like Western video game companies. So that's always like a scary proposition. Uh, but I do agree. I think the golf thing, they just, no one gives a shit about golf. I'm sorry. No one gives mm-hmm. a shit about golf, but as soon as they invested in golf, a lot of people started to give a shit about golf. Yep. And I think they were like, Oh, people really think this is a problem so now they're kind of scared off of investing and also i think embracer group like just isn't a good investment you know like i'm glad saudi arabia isn't going to increase their stake and take over embracer group even more especially like the lord of the rings license is owned by embracer group dark horse comics is owned by embracer groups two things that would probably be severely affected by like new ownership uh coming from that like games group out of there 
Uh, yeah, it, ju- it just comes down to the the hypocrisy of people just drives me crazy, but that's pretty much where I'm going to leave it at. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, and, I, and we can get down that rabbit hole as well. But I also think it, this comes down to just also just bad investment. Like, yeah. realistically, they have infinite money. Like, Yeah, they so, have the deepest pockets. Yeah. They have the most money. If they, they can, they could do whatever they want. They like, could like, buy... Like, they could yeah. buy Activision tomorrow. Like we're talking about like a ridiculous amount of like oil money that they have. Uh, and I just think they probably saw the billion dollars they put into Embracer just a year ago. And, and are not like, seeing the return on. Yeah. You're, you're just hearing reports about like games failing constantly at Embracer and them not knowing what to do with their future. Uh, so I think that it plays a lot into it of just like, do they want to do, do they want another live golf situation? And also is the investment worth it? If we're going to, if they're going to put billions of dollars into a company, they maybe just keep flushing money into Nintendo and Capcom as -hmm. opposed to Embracer group. So I think it comes down to that. Uh, but speaking of Embracer group's future, uh, they own THQ Nordic and Dave, did you know THQ Nordic held a, live stream where they made a bunch of game announcements last week uh the only reason i know this is because i'm subscribed to their youtube channel and it showed up on my feed after it happened okay yeah i didn't know until like uh way later because uh one of the trailers just ca- caught me off guard and i'm like wait who just announces this and just yeah does so the way it, it hit it? the way it hit my youtube feed was there was like the, 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 the I guess whatever event this was that I wasn't aware of and and I don't know what I don't even know what time it happened but the event itself like the 45 minute video hit my feed um, and to be honest with you I'm probably subscribed to THQ Nordic because of Darksiders or something 100% um, I guarantee that's yeah, what you're subscribed yeah. to so, um, and then after that it was the PlayStation it would be like the PlayStation feed or the Xbox feed with trailer 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 I'm like what the heck is this <laughs> it's like cuz it was and 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 I, I I'm I, the only reason it's not a third one is cuz I, I don't think I'm subscribed to Steam's YouTube channel if they have one or whatever to where like they they released the trailer it was like the PlayStation version of the trailer and the Xbox version of the trailer mm-hmm, only yeah. difference is it has the green logo in the corner or the blue logo in the corner <laughs> so. Yeah uh basically I found out because similar to you I just saw like the two things we're going to talk about, their trailers come out from multiple different YouTube channels. Yeah. Like I saw IGN's trailer, GameSpot's trailer, Xbox and PlayStation's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the two major things that were announced, I'm sorry, the other stuff kind of looked cool, but not... No, no, yeah, I agree. No marquee franchise, no big name, no... That aren't these two y- things that we're about to yeah, talk about. Yeah, no, yeah, other than the two, yeah. No, no marquee trailer, no big name, no amazing looking gameplay or something super no unique studio or, or, that's gonna blow yeah. our mind of like oh right. my god the next game from them oh probably like we've talked about like a whole bunch of 6.5 to 7.5 games which are fine yeah which you know, is just, a, thing just a that whole been, bunch so. which is the thing that we've been saying the industry desperately needs is that that double yeah. a thing and that's what thq nordic does for better or worse uh, but the two games that we're going to talk about are a new south park game a new 3d south park game uh, called South Park Snow Day was shown. So this is being uh, shown off as a co-op adventure game being developed by Question Games, the studio behind Blackout Club and Magic Circle, which I know Dave is just like, yeah, those are games. Blackout <laughs> Club was actually a pretty cool like little co-op game uh, that used like some audio yeah. stuff. Uh, and Magic Circle, I want to say, was an early PS4 game, very narrative-driven, but like small indie experiences. Uh, so this is coming out in 2024 and it 
I don't know if it's because it's 3D, but it just made me reminisce about like the N64 PS1 South Park <laughs> games that came out. Dave, I know you've always been kind of interested in like the Stick of Truth stuff, the the Obsidian South Park games, the Ubisoft South Park games. Yeah, what did you think I, about I, I, I'm not a huge South Park person. Like I'll I'll watch clips of South Park when they when they talk about like something that's trending or this like is as much you know, as like, I can tolerate nowadays for South yeah, Park. I don't. I don't. It's not like must see TV for me or a new South Park episode or anything like that. Um, the like fractured like I, I've seen tons of streams of people playing like fractured butthole stick of truth like we're almost like like in terms of a turn based RPG like in terms of like foundational functional game people have said they're amazing mm-hmm. it just it just matters if you can deal with the South Park aesthetic which isn't for everybody yeah. um, but it is for somebody and that's fine and 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 seeing you know more stuff like like this is is refreshing because people enjoy those kind of games and it's nice for them to play a game that they enjoy and i love getting a south park fan to play a turn-based game and be like hey if you you had a really good time with that game you should try this one you know yeah uh, the, the only thing that kind of is a turnoff for this game is you can tell it's lower budget because they went 3d they're not going for like let's emulate the art style of Mm -hmm. the show which was a big thing with stick of truth and fractured behold is it's i remember you didn't really play those games but i know when we went to ubisoft events together you're like i might play that because it was entertaining enough well the Uh, problem ultimately the problem is like if i play a game that looks like that like bright color cell shaded cartoon looking owen is going to want to watch yeah and he cannot do that <laughs> with yet. South Park. And maybe so. a year or two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, th- this this definitely looks like it could be really fun. It's a co-op adventure, you know, yep. thing where the kids are on a snow day and trying to save the world. So they're in their imagination again, which I think is a great idea. It could be really fun, but definitely I saw the reaction and kind of felt it too when you saw like how it looked of like, oh, okay, so this isn't what we're accustomed to it's something that's we'll probably what release you, are, quicker are, what are you gonna play super mario rpg or south park snow day super mario rpg yeah right yeah. so so they, mean, they need to fill a different void yeah. and they're going yep. with like the hey this is a 3d game that looks or really i mean again like if you, if you if you had to choose as well mario versus rabbits south park Ooh, that's a closer one but maybe rabbits yeah, yeah, yeah. right uh, so they're both you know i i don't know if this is even turn-based like the no, last no, no. two this looks like it's gonna be yeah. more not adventure RPG-ish. style yeah, yeah, yeah. so okay. uh that it's an interesting take i do like the idea that they're gonna not just do the same formula because correct yeah that's good uh, the first one stick of truth that was obsidian and then the second one was just ubisoft internal san francisco yeah yeah and, and then the idea that they're another studio unrelated to that it was gonna try yeah. and do a turn-based rpg just didn't make sense uh, and ultimately we i love longevity franchises but i mean south park's got to be 25 years old right yeah yeah it should 30 be. yeah <laughs> mid 90s i don't know what year yeah. it is anymore <laughs> so. uh south park yeah so they're so, in like uh, season 27 now yeah yeah so, so, they've been around like, a while it's a, yeah it's a long time so yeah very, i just don't I, i'd be very curious of what they're like that's another statistical thing i'd be very curious of like did the because we've talked about that before like the age of player moving with games you know like i still play mario games but there's certain things that i don't play anymore but I w- i'd be curious like is the after everybody turns 28 
do they stop watching South Park? You know, like yeah. So it's just like those that, that kind of statistical data always intrigues me a lot. But overall, like I think it's great that South Park is still alive and kicking, and that a company is making a game that uh, like a lot of people will probably have fun with, and will go to the store and pick it up because it says South Park on it. That's great. Yeah. Uh, the other game, uh, which I think me and Dave talked about it a couple months ago because like one of the, uh, was it the Nickelodeon or Paramount people mm-hmm. just like blabbed that this was coming, but they didn't say who was developing it. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the last Ronin was officially announced and there was a trailer that didn't show the gameplay. It was just a cinematic looking thing. Uh, it's going to be developed by uh black forest games the studio behind the destroy all humans 2 remake which worries me because the you know the the executive was like yeah this is going to be our god of war sort of experience Mm -hmm. and that doesn't really give me god of war experience vibes but the trailer looked cool if you are slightly interested in this game just look up the trailer on youtube so many fucking articles about this trailer ruins the whole twist or not twist the whole like surprise of who is the last ronin Mm -hmm. who's the surviving turtle uh so stay away from articles about this game (laughs) because man it's it's the whole point so Uh, two problems with this trailer for me okay uh one i had a really hard time telling it was a ninja turtle game at all like in terms of the little black and white aesthetic and what they were trying to tell. I was like, what is this? And, you know, like, I, it, it was, from my perspective, I understand. I don't know. I, I don't understand enough of The Last Ronin. I understand what The Last Ronin is, is somewhat from you telling me and from doing some stuff that I've read before of the darker age of Ninja Turtles. which How it in, used it, to be when right. the, the original um, comics. Which is before, even before my time, and I'm not a comic guy at all. Yeah. Um, but the, the, press, the, the premise of playing as a Ninja Turtle... Um, in a hack and slash style game is something that I've I've, I've told everybody for years. I want Rocksteady to make a four player Ninja Turtle co op game. So any Ninja Turtle game, I'm gonna be interested and in, pay attention to. And then you're gonna sit there and say God of War style. God of War style. Then you get my attention even more. Yeah. Um. The second thing is I fucking hate trailers that say game in development. Yeah, this definitely <laughs> was a thing that we've talked about previously. That this definitely seems more like a trailer to attract talent than it is to sell the game. Like, they're trying to sell the game to get people to work for them to develop this game as opposed to trying to get me and Dave excited that this game's coming. Because uh, there was no release window on this or anything. Uh, it was just a very moody trailer. sets the tone. But at least people know what they should be expecting in this. Correct. From yes. This and, and also, it exists. Like, we know it exists now versus somebody thinking or saying it exists. We've heard people say stuff exists all the time, and companies come out and say, no. <laughs> like, yeah. So. And, and this... Do you know it's exists? Do you know it's coming? It's being developed by a studio. That's real. Uh, yeah. That might not have the pedigree that you want to be taking on this game, uh, which just kind of makes me wonder. No, no, like ill will towards uh, Black Forest Studios or the previous works, but like how disconnected like the executives at like Nickelodeon or Paramount are in terms of like yeah we're doing a big, crazy budgeted, God of War style Turtles game and then you see thq nordic so you automatically are like well it's not going to be god of war budget like god of war costs like 200 million dollars it's not going to be that and then you see the studio behind it's like okay we kind of have a range of what this might look like uh budget wise 
so I, it, th- that disconnect is always interesting. I know you have to sell your shit. It's got to be better than Shredder's Revenge, but how much better? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be up there, but it's not going to be quite there. And it's just like, okay, cool, but like the Destroy All Human 2 remake was good. Right, or but, it all depends on how much kind of um, moving down into the next story. It also depends on how much time um, the studio is given. Uh, yeah. how much time black force will be given like what is their targeted release date because we've seen when a company has time and, and, and is given time to to fully bake their games and by time i mean like three four five years <laughs> like, yeah and that's going to be key to this if this game ends up getting a release date next holiday then we know like scope right. is going to be really small and We'll know from time of somebody saying hey it exists to somebody else going shut the fuck up to okay trailer to release like <laughs> and, and there's a lot of things they could do with this game technically to keep that budget down but also keep like a cool aesthetic because like the last ronin series is like really dark not just dark and yeah. pretty but like just dark uh so you can have a game being in the shadows sort of experience uh the last run it's such a cool story though it's it's really popular with like comic fans over the last like couple Mm -hmm. years uh but the thing i wonder about is will it translate to yeah how much is the the people that love the comics do they actually play video games and then are they going to play this video game and people play video games are they going to be enticed enough to play this like, are they going to be like, oh, you mean the, the fun game about the four turtles that eat pizza or the fun series? And they're like, yeah, but like, what if three of them are dead and one of them's sad? Like, that might not translate that well, you know, for for any of the people that are in that camp. Right. Uh, Agreed. So it's kind of a gamble, I would say. And I would I wish this gamble was going to a rock steady or something. Right. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll see. Uh what's going to happen with that one uh but as dave alluded to earlier uh what developers are worried about <laughs> is the impact Baldur's gate 3 is going to have on the industry so uh, according to ign and a bunch of different websites uh reached out to people and basically this started uh when someone tweeted out that developers are concerned and are worried that Baldur's gate 3 success and development cycle will put pressure on other developers to make a good game um <laughs> or a game with the size and scope of Baldur's Gate 3 uh this has kind of just been a thing all over the internet in terms of like what this could mean uh a lot of people that work at major studios were liking tweets talking about how they're worried that player expectations are going to be too high and amount of pressure being applied to AAA studios is going to be even higher because of Baldur's Gate 3 size, scope, and success. Dave, I feel like we have a story like this every couple years when a game like Baldur's Gate 3 comes out. And I don't think the industry really changes too much outside of this copycat ism syndrome. Yeah, so first of all, like the the amount of responses on these tweets or these stories and the videos and stuff that I saw this week of you know whether it's PR people or devs like this is where sometimes like you just got to shut your mouth and like and stop talking um 
and you know to see like all the you know like the changes like just to give perspective it looks like Baldur Gate 3 has been in development for roughly six years six years yes um and i'm trying to find out it looks like about a hundred million dollars um three uh i think a team of 300 i believe yeah so that's a triple a studio <laughs> like yeah but they got to take their own time yep uh and they they made smaller games to roll that budget yeah i'm curious i was gonna like i didn't really know that so i was more curious like where did the money come from yeah and that's a thing that uh the head of the studio has been kind of coming out because uh, people were like, oh, Wizards of the Coast, the D&D licensed people, they must have paid Larian Studios. And he's like, no. No, we paid them. They <laughs> uh-huh. were not going to give us this license for free. and Or they were not going to give us the license and money. Like, we had to pay them to make this game. I, I think that they laid out a really interesting roadmap in 2023 for how to make a successful game. Um, most of you have told me I will not like this game. Um, but uh, the press around this game and the talk around this game amongst people that are playing it is 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 it's getting to the point where it's intriguing enough to me that I'm I'm still thinking about it. Um, thankfully, there is stuff coming out. I bought Atlas Fallen this week. The Immortals uh, Avenue game is coming out. Sea of Stars is coming out like within the next three weeks. To where stuff is going to stop me from from buying it because I, I have enough stuff to draw my attention. Um, but the story around this is just fascinating. Um, a fully finished product at launch. When yeah. you launched it, a, fit, a fully finished product at launch is rare. Early access to where they listened to what people were doing and playing on the early access standpoint, and the correct and and not uh, what we believe to be not feeling rushed for development. Yeah, all equals, years. yep. All equals a fully fleshed out seventy dollar video game without microtransactions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and i feel like so the last game i think that we had this discussion about um was elden ring in terms of like what they did in terms of their world building is Mm going to be unmatched just like kind of we hear with zelda you know Mm -hmm. like we can't this is going to put unreasonable expectations on other studios but it does but it doesn't matter we saw that with elden ring we saw that with witcher you know witcher 3 so we see this every couple years. I, I would argue we saw it with storytelling from Naughty Dog. Yeah, yeah, in terms of, like, especially when yeah. Uncharted 2 came out, of just like, well, yep. shit, this is what we have to do every time. Uh, I, I think I like the, the amount of stuff that I'm seeing is, like, developers worried, like, we're never going to get six years to make a game, uh, which isn't not necessary. If you're pu- not if you're a publicly traded company, you will not. Unless you're Naughty Dog, <laughs> you know, uh, but then you have two studios inside your studio. So it like time mm-hmm. means nothing at a certain point. Right. Uh, but like developers are like, we're not going to be given enough time to make something this, this amazing, um, which is true. Like studios won't consistently get six years, you know, like mm-hmm. you're not going to see Call of Duty change to a six year cycle. Uh, right. And that that's true. But also it worked for the studio because of the amount of people they had, they were working on other stuff. So Dave, um, we'll just go the last 10 years. The games have been in development six years, so we can go back. Uh, they released divinity, dragon commander, divinity, original sin, divinity, enhanced edition, divinity, sin two, 
and then a deluxe edition. So they released like relatively popular game and then an enhanced edition to get that more. So like that's where their money's going is like the Divinity right. games. For and the and they years. also built they built the clout behind Divinity to make a Boulder's Gate. Yeah, especially <laughs> Divinity has been around since two thousand two. Yeah. Uh, so like there's Divinity, Divine Divinity, Beyond Divinity, Divinity Two, Divinity Two divinity you know like they have so many divinity games so they built up a reputation and were able to take their time with this game they bet on themselves you know yeah, they made the they made a decision to do this they went and bought the license and once they got the license then it's kind of like the person building their house and living in their basement like you know like you know i'm just i'm just saying like you build you 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 have a hundred million dollars or whatever or i don't even know 40 million dollars right up front and you have somebody come and you know build your foundation dig your basement and and get you get you some running water and some electricity in there and then you build the rest of your stuff over you know every every month you get a you know like oh i got a bonus this month okay i'm gonna build my living room okay i got another bonus i'm gonna i'm gonna finish framing the upstairs like and they were working on the game while still working on other stuff and bringing that funding in and doing stuff i'm sure that there was stuff that was probably waiting to be put into the game until they had the finances to do it yeah, which I think was the whole point of them going early access for as long as they did. Yeah. Like, uh, like people are underestimating the amount of stuff they did in early access. Uh, they The reason this game came out so good day one is they were able to fix a ton of bugs via early access playtesting. That the basically. players found, not yeah. playtesters, players. Yeah, and then they were able to look at, like, oh, the players like this aspect of... I think mm-hmm. it was only the first three acts or something like that that yeah. was in early access. So they were able to, like, really fine-tune that data and make this out to where it's just like there's nothing stopping other publishers from using early access more you know other than right. you know just they don't want to uh, do that the most recent thing that comes to mind is every time i've every time i've gotten a chance to mess with x defiant from ubisoft it's better and better yeah. and better because there this is one of the few times ubisoft is actually using the alpha beta yeah phases as opposed I, to what other companies do and they just use that time to churn pre-orders well go i mean circling back to what we talked about with the toxic community i remember playing a rainbow six beta 10 days before launch yeah broke as hell yeah and broken guess, and that game was broken for months <laughs> after that yeah so i don't remember ever hearing about boulders gate being broken in early access like no. not broken broken yeah so they they whoever owns that studio put a roadmap out and they stayed on their map yeah and they're and now they're getting praise to where this game is probably in the top five game of the year conversation amongst all games yeah this might have leapfrogged like a zelda like there's yeah, a Tears chance of the kingdom 100 yeah yeah it definitely i'll tell you right now it's definitely leapfrogged diablo yeah yeah diablo the i put the the TikTok. diablo's plummeting yeah the worst thing that happened to diablo is they put a patch out that kind of broke the game like oh two yeah. weeks before this game came out uh baldur's yeah. game like came out uh the the only studio that should be worried about the success of Baldur's Gate 3 is Larian Studios because they need to follow this up with something. Right, but now they're going to have the money to do it again. Yes, like, and, and and but that, the thing that they're going to have is they only have license for one game. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be like, what can we do better? Will people follow us to a new game if we don't get the license? Because I'm assuming... Yeah, what, yeah. Wizards... Whatever game we're going to make now from the makers of Divinity and Baldur's Gate 3 comes blah. Yeah. And like, and is that going to be enough to to get the D and D crowd to go? I'm going to go there because of what they did for Divinity and what they did for Baldur's Gate. And if they can continue to get that crowd, then 
and they'll be fine if that if that crowd goes and that crowd talks about it then it'll trickle down yeah. um the thing that i think developers are the most scared about is like i said a a finished product day one no microtransactions no battle pass yeah and at this point in time i feel like the gaming community is very fatigued on microtransactions and battle passes being in dollar product in 50 60 70 dollar games what, what like and here's the thing like if you look at like i'm trying to do the numbers in my head if you look at the last like the three biggest games this year yeah you would say Baldur's gate three now mm-hmm. tears of the kingdom yep and hogwarts sure yeah. like biggest games all single player games. I mean, Baldur's Gate is a it has like co op in it, but like games without battle passes, games without mm-hmm. like many microtransactions, if any, are the biggest game. If you look at last year, the biggest game was Elden Ring, another game that was not a battle pass certain game. Ten ten days ago, there's a Reddit post that says Baldur's Gate has Baldur's Gate three has sold two and a half million copies. That was ten days ago. PlayStation's not even out yet. Correct. And it comes out a week before Starfield when PlayStation yeah. people aren't going to get Starfield. Like, this this is going to be a huge game, and it's coming out at a perfect time to where it's not going to get forgotten in the Game of the Year thing, and it gets the ability oh, to go okay. on yeah, sale during the holidays, which is so do even three days cool. ago. I don't know. The, this is a, like another, uh, this is just a Google search, but um, they're saying 4.4 million copies on Steam. Um, so they're trying to get a, at least a baseline on it. So we we're, we know that Steam has a huge count, but we know that console players also come out in droves. And mm-hmm. this game getting as much publicity and as much hype as it has prior to launch, at launch, and now post-launch, all prior to PS5 launch, uh, 10 million? Probably, probably. Um like in total close yeah yeah between both consoles yeah not yeah. not just 10 million on playstation but 10 yeah, yeah. million I can they're see. gonna come they're gonna come out by halloween and say we sold 10 million copies yeah especially like like elden ring bigger franchise you know pedigree mm-hmm. uh that was what like 16 million within a couple months like it, yeah. it's not out of the realm of possibility but all three all, but elden ring was all three platforms all at the same time exactly yeah yeah and then so. this game will get another boost when it comes to you know game pass and like who knows how yep. long that comes because yeah, they part- figure out how to develop it yeah. if they figure out how to develop it on xbox then they'll probably get game pass money because it'll be at that yep. point where it's like hey this game's been out on other platforms forever how, how do we well, uh, they'll have the, they have the money now to start figuring out what's going on with the xbox no i don't whatever, even think what, they need the money i think a phil spencer calls them yeah. up and is just like well i'm just saying that they yeah. have the money to put the resources into it yeah. right now and then to, to say you know because if i'm phil spencer i'm like i'll give you money when you show me it runs on the s but i also think he sees this game and is like if this isn't on our platform because it because you guys didn't have the ability to get it on the platform yeah. I, how do we get the ability to do it yeah, yeah. how do you how, what do you need for me to get the ability to do it yeah yes. like because it, it's like a no-brainer of just like we need to have one of the biggest games on the year that is multi-platform but for whatever reason it cannot run a perfect scenario for xbox and everybody's going to roll their eyes or whatever but a perfect scenario for xbox with this game is at the video game awards you say on xbox today yeah, some, something like that. Of just like, yeah. hey, we, we did it. We worked together. Got it. Because yep. PlayStation's already going to get the win because it's basically console exclusive when right. it releases. Because it's probably like, this is probably going to win. I don't even know what a video game award is, but this is probably going to win best MMO. 
or best or not you know, MMO, like, but it's going to win like yeah. narrative or best right. role-playing game probably hands Correct. down yeah, it's yeah. Gonna get. yeah. Uh, so, so but i mean for them for it to win an award and then spencer to come out on stage and be like okay you can play it on xbox tomorrow yeah that that yeah. would that on would be game pass or something you know yeah uh especially like there's uh, as far as larian says they're like we don't plan to do any like expansions for it but we'll yeah, look I was gonna say, this it. is not a service game right like this no. is a this is a full box game like what i've what i'm starting like what you get today is what's in the game yeah they said maybe they'll look at expansions based on the game's success which they're probably looking at expansions now but as of right now as of the when we're recording what you buy september 2nd when a game comes out on playstation mm-hmm. will be the full experience okay so that's awesome Cong- right, huge kudos to them yeah I, to this Larian. is a like, fantastic of, job this feels like what happened with CD Projekt Red with Witcher 3. You know, mm-hmm. where they're quietly making the Witcher franchise. Yeah, Just don't cyberpunk games. it. <laughs> like they, they had good old games, you know, in their back pocket, but it made CD Projekt Red the studio, the It studio. This is going to happen with Larian Studio. And this yep. is probably when companies look to be like, you guys want to sell? Uh, mm-hmm. Or this is going to be like... It- you know where where is Larry? Who I don't even know who the head of Larian is or whatever. But you know, where is he going to show up on stage next? When and where? Like, is he going to show up at a Sony showcase? Is he going to show up at an Xbox event? Is he going to show up at a PC gaming event? Like, this guy is when like people are going to start paying attention in the next twelve months of like where is this dude? What is he? Who is he talking to? Where is he going? What is he doing? They can drop one of those dumb trailers that says nothing but from when the it's studios ready. of you know like all they will have to say all they can go on an xbox stage a playstation stage and just put larian studios and then everyone's gonna like lose their shit you know yep. so larian studios skyrim colon when it's ready basically <laughs> yeah. uh, they're definitely and and again we're still in that like crazy companies want to buy things so i'm sure they're probably getting offers uh it's you know, hopefully they stay independent, but you couldn't blame them for cashing out if the opportunity comes. Yeah. Because uh, I hate to be that guy, but anytime a studio gets as successful, you have to then wonder, like, will they get acquired? Because this is the environment we're currently in with, with how that stuff works. Uh, but yeah, uh, com- the video game industry will be affected by this game, but I don't think it's going to be as crazy as some of the people were acting of, like, some people were saying, like, if another studio tries this, it will kill that studio. And it's just like... Yeah, if they don't have a plan. This is uh, this is similar to when Bungie walked away from Microsoft and Halo. People are like, you're nuts. You're crazy. What are you doing? And this is when, um, I mean, like, that's the biggest one that comes to, t- comes to mind right away of, like, them just completely walking away. Um, the, you know, to do something, com- like, completely different or to do something their own way. Um, yeah, yes, I know they ran into Activision's arms, but they realized they probably needed money. Kudo, I don't even know who published uh, this uh, Baldur's Gate 3. I'm assuming it was probably self-published. Um, yeah. But, you know, like, or when... Um, this is know, Rock, like uh, when people R- were Rock complaining Stars about continuously sports teams just, running the cap. And yeah. then uh, the Marlins win the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like... Or just like, um, you know, like, this is why Rockstar is, you know, heads down on GTA 6. Like when they release it and it's a you know for the most part gta 6 is turning into a little bit of a service game but for the in 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 in, you know gta 5 if you just wanted to play gta 5 for the story thing they haven't like added more story things to it and it continues to move units and sell units because it's gta like you know the covid the pandemic has helped a D &D game become 
more acceptable and more relevant and more accessible accessible and acceptable yeah but good good on larian studios i look forward to seeing the random announcements that yeah i look forward to playing their next game in 2030 basically basically (laughs) unless they go the divinity route and they release like a special deluxe edition with like when they're like we are doing an expansion yeah. Uh, especially i would imagine they should be able to do that without any issue because like again high quality game but it's not like bleeding edge tech that you know is like going to be a pain in the ass for them to no i see tons together. of people playing it on um steam deck yeah so steam. like they might they, I, reasonably they they might go like the elden ring route where like we still haven't got the first elden ring expansion uh, but that's fine. Like they could take like two years to get that expansion out and then be good for it. So yep. we'll, we'll see where it goes from there, but that is all I have for news. All right. Uh, so what's delayed Uh lollipop chainsaw repop delayed until 2024. Yeah. This is your uh, wheelhouse. So. Yeah, this is a, uh, I mean, a lollipop chainsaw remake got a name. The repop is the name uh, for this uh, remake. And yeah, they just said 2024. Uh, I think I've talked about in the past. It's a little weird that this has like almost nothing to do with like the original developer, director, writers. So we'll see how this ends up turning out. Uh, I'm glad they're going to take their time, hopefully get it right the first time. Uh, And Mm -hmm. I kind of expect them to announce like a partnership, like an embracer group or something down the line, Mm -hmm. because it kind of fits in that like spectrum of game. I think that's all all that Uh, is. Yeah, that's all I've seen so far. So. Um, so what we're playing and watching, uh, so for me, uh, still hasn't been a lot of playing. Um, I'm still recovering from my leg injury that I talked to everybody about. I'm good. I actually played softball last night. Part of the main reason for recording today, um, playing in a little bit of a higher tier league. So I feel pretty good about, uh, how I did yesterday and my leg didn't hurt. <laughs> so thank you for a couple people that reached out and asked some questions about that or were, wor- were worried about me. I appreciate that. Um, I took, uh, so we moved my daughter down to her dorm in Kentucky on Saturday. Uh, so she turned 21 on the 11th. So we did some stuff for her birthday on the 11th. And we, uh, Angela and I and her drove down to Kentucky on the 12th. And, and Angela and I drove back on the 12th. Um, and then Owen's birthday was on the 14th. <laughs> so, um, you know, two birthdays within three days of each other. Owen's eight. Um, and so for Owen's birthday, they, Angela and him did some stuff while I was at work. And then today, Owen and I went to go see uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Um, it's okay. <laughs> That's kind of what I expected. And I'm fine yeah. with that. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. The problem that I'm running into right now is with movies in general is that it's no longer just 90 minutes or two hours. Um of just beginning middle and end you know it's like oh this is setting up a trilogy this is setting up a sequel this is setting up a universe I think that's why and I like, just like barbie like barbie <laughs> yeah. doesn't set up like anything like yeah you could milk it but for the most part yeah the post credit scene teases something owen loved it by the way owen thought it was perfect um you know so it just like the little twist that they did on like it's it's I'm, I'm okay with it i'm not this like i'm not this old man get off my lawn kind of person like the origin story is not the same the the you know it's similar but it's not it's you know it's it's different and the different iterations of how they how movies and, and cartoons have handled splinter um i hate you know, the I just, human designs though i like the way the turtles yeah. look i don't like the way the humans yeah. look but go on yeah I, the animation was a little 
little rough. Um, you know, it's certain things. I got used to it. Uh, it, it. It had a couple things that were fun, you know, fun and funny. Um, but it's it, it was it was okay. Like I wasn't like I wasn't disappointed or anything like that. But it's just I don't know. It's I'm, I'm trying not to be that person, but it's just like it's just like I just want I just want the '80s turtles. Like, <laughs> I I mean but. that that's reasonable. And old man, you do have the they. I think they just put them all on YouTube right uh, i think they're coming to paramount i think they also hit youtube or i might have just saw some, okay. some bootleg yeah. stuff on it i have them on dvd yeah so so, right. so you like, do have those and they still make yeah yeah stuff I, and i'm have. fine like I, I i wanted to go see it i know he wanted to see it i love the fact that i can take my eight-year-old in 2023 to go see a uh an intellectual property that i liked in 1986 like i love that you know, like that's 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 cool. That's fine. Like him and I can have conversations about who his favorite turtle is, and you know, and and, and that's fine. It's just the, it's just different. But who I, is your it, favorite turtle, by the way? Uh, probably Donatello. Okay, same. I'm a Donatello person. Yeah. What's who? Uh, yeah. Okay, what's Owens? Is he a Raphael kid? He's a Leo. He's a Leo kid. Okay, you know what? That's yeah. fine. As long as he's not a Mikey yep. kid, because eh. yeah. Uh, okay. So. Just wanted to get that out there. Donatello. Yeah, yeah. Is the best. <laughs> so yeah i mean overall it's 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 it was good uh i'm not like i'm sure when it comes out digitally we'll buy it it's something you know like just to have it and it's turtles and i like turtles and you know like the you know so but it was just kind of one of those things i was like okay angela asked me when i got home like what's better super mario brothers or this and super mario brothers is better so yeah yeah that probably probably i'm gonna see turtles but this might be one of those ones i wait for it to come out and then yeah watch it it's with it being with it being nickelodeon i expect it to be on paramount before halloween yeah and that's kind of what i'm banking on i'll I'll subscribe yep. to paramount for a weekend or a trial and watch it and, and be good with it uh but yeah i'm glad you didn't cross your arms and say that's not my donatello or something weird <laughs> oh no I, i'm never i'm never gonna be like that yeah. i'm I'm okay with the change and evolution and stuff you take o, not always you for take me going so. home and you make him watch like the old turtles it's like <laughs> This is the only turtles that you need to see. Like, I'm 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 enough to, like I enjoyed the the original Ninja Turtles movies and Secret of the Ooze and stuff like that when I was a kid, but I'm also to the point where when I tried that, like, hey, oh, let's watch this. I'm like, okay, we can stop. Like Yeah, no, I feel like every time I'm like I'm gonna watch the turtle movies. I don't think I finish them. To be honest. Yeah. Like I, I put them on, yep. watch the intro, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yep. So I see I, I feel you on that um but yeah for the most part that's it i did buy atlas fallen like i just mentioned um downloaded on the rog today um one of the coolest things that i've noticed uh because i really hadn't messed with my rog too much um we changed internet to fiber internet and uh also wi-fi 6 obviously and uh my uh, rog la supports wi-fi 6 the the issues and stuff i had updating and downloading on my other internet gone yeah like it downloaded like 25 gigs over wi-fi like in six minutes yeah <laughs> like so that was just like wow um so that was that was pretty impressive i haven't had a chance to really mess, mess with it yet um i caught myself kind of falling into that rut it, i saw like the reviews come out and some people talking about it and it was kind of mid and i'm like oh that sucks and they're talking about like some enemies like glitching into walls and stuff like that or having in-air combat problems and i'm like eh, maybe i won't and i'm like no i I can't be my own hypocrite. Like I wanted to play the game and find out for myself. Yeah. So, and it, it's good. So. You, you you have it now, and you 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 said yeah you yep. have the next two days free or something. Yeah. So tomorrow. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll probably stream it tomorrow. Like those of you listening to this, or it it might be on a replay. But I've downloaded it downstairs, and I've downloaded it on my rock. So that's the thing I'm looking forward to the most. So that's good. Anything else? 
Uh, nope, that's that's pretty much it. So lots of traveling and birthdays. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so mine is uh, mainly just one game that I'll, I'll review right now, and that's uh, Siphony. Siphony. Uh, it's spelled S E P H O N O N I E. Uh, sorry, I'm bad at pronouncing things, so I'm just gonna go with that. Uh, I got a copy uh, from this from the publishers uh for review so just letting everyone know that uh so this is basically a like 3d adventure platformer puzzle game uh follows the story of these three like scientist explorers from different backgrounds as they get shipwrecked on like a strange island and are exploring this island's creatures and organisms that they find through like a deep cave cavern system so uh that's the the premise gameplay wise uh, i would say this when you look at it it isn't the most impressive looking game it gives the vibes that they were going for like a throwback maybe ps2 platforming game and i don't mean that as like an insult i think genuinely that was kind of the look they were trying to go for so it's not like the the most detailed textures or architecture sort of thing uh it definitely has a vibe and the gameplay kind of aligns with that in terms of what type of platformer it is uh but it does have like the modern things you would expect so you know you you got your 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 wall running you have different abilities you gain later uh your dash abilities so it's more complex than the platformers that we got back in the ps2 era it's just i can't look at this game and not think that that's what they were trying to do i don't know if that was in fact what they were trying to do but those are the vibes i got Uh, i got a review code on the switch uh and i've been primarily playing things on the switch when it's like an indie game because i like playing stuff in portable mode so this seemed like this would be the perfect opportunity to continue to play my switch uh and for the for the most part the game runs pretty smooth i will say platforming with that joy con isn't the greatest thing um so (laughs) it was one of those things where i had to bust out the pro controller just to get like a better feel for the platforming uh because it does not have the smoothest platforming it is it can get pretty complex as the game goes along and what you're trying to do uh so you need like little tighter controls than what the joy con can provide uh so it platforming can feel a little challenging but one thing i do like about this game is when you go into like an area there's a bunch of different like options you can go in a specific area and every time i go into a spot i feel like i have to like actually like rotate my camera look around and just be like okay i think i can get there i think i can get there and just seeing if i can actually pull that off has been kind of fun and interesting and then finding like little secret stuff that's hidden because there's a bunch of stuff uh that is hidden uh around the levels um i do need to mention that there's also a puzzle element so when you do find like an animal or like an organism or uh, like a plant you can like basically like synthesize and find out more from that creature by completing like a little match three puzzle game uh so that is like the main like hook outside of the platforming so when you find something you do this little puzzle game it's never too complicated Uh, again it's more like a match Mm -hmm. three thing where you they give you a bunch of pieces and then if you get three of the pieces together they get wiped and then that goes to a bar to complete the puzzle 
uh, so nothing too complex or complicated. Overall, I would say the game is definitely going for like a more relaxed, easy vibe uh, with the music and the aesthetic because it's using very like light colors, bright colors, a little little washed out past, uh, pastel vibe sometimes. Uh, so it's okay. definitely a pretty chill experience. Uh, and the game will tell you like, hey, you could collect this, but it's not required. Uh, like there's like side stuff you can collect. Uh, it also tells you like, hey, you can switch between the three main characters at any time uh, to get their perspective on certain things, but it's not going to change anything mechanically for you. And it's also optional for you to do that. Um, and you're allowed to replay those puzzles pretty much anytime you hit a checkpoint. Uh, the checkpoint system is actually very like nice, which is good because again, like I said, mm -hmm. like the platforming can feel a little rough sometimes and you know, you're fighting the camera from time to time, which is why I think it gives that throwback vibe. So the, the checkpointing is really nice and simple. They have checkpoints like all over the area you're in. And as long as you pass that little checkpoint thing, if you die, you'll just spawn there automatically in a couple seconds. Uh, so it's a really nice thing. And also, if you hold down one of the buttons, you can basically just immediately zap back to that checkpoint. So if you realize, like, oh, shit, I did not make this jump, you're not going to have to wait for you to completely fall to your death. You can just immediately hold the B button, I believe, and then just hit that checkpoint again. So, again, nice. it's a game that's not putting a ton of pressure on you. You're just supposed to kind of enjoy the story and the story is well written and it's something i wasn't really expecting when i first like turned on the game and i saw the visuals because when i saw the visuals i was just like oh no what did what did i really get into and then it is until you know you get really into the the storytelling and then you also get a good hold for like how the platforming works and as they like slowly add like different abilities and different things you can do uh the game kind of comes together for a nice experience and overall something that i always love it's not a super long game uh it's mm -hmm. like maybe six seven hours some somewhere around nice. there uh and that's i don't which is kind of perfect for a switch in handheld mode and and it's exactly why when this game was like offered up i was like i would like to try it on a switch it's available on xbox it's available on playstation it's on pc but the switch and handheld mode seem like the yeah. direction I wanted to take this. Uh, and it turned out to be like a really good experience uh, to, to mess around with, especially, you know, it's broken down into like different like caverns, caves areas. So it's nice to just pick up and be like, okay, I'm going to explore this area for like 20, 30 minutes, get a little bit of the story and then just move on, you know, put the switch mm -hmm. away and come back to it later. Uh, so yeah, this was a surprising game. I would say if you do look at it, look at the trailers, uh, give the game, a chance the visuals might put some people off in terms of what they expect like uh, a game to look like uh but i think this studio we're trying for a specific art style and gameplay style and i i think they actually did a decent job of pulling that off uh so mm -hmm. if you're not a big fan of like platformers and that, that can be you know a little challenging a little frustrating this might be something you don't want to look at but I think it's chill enough that like everybody should be able to get something out of it. So it's a game that I do recommend people check out. Did you say how much it was? Um, let me look up. I just had the, I think it 
think yeah, and I was going to ask you too in terms of like the precision platforming. Have you ever thought about or do do you own like any of like the split pad pros or anything like the hoary things like no, the controllers? No, so I just have a pro controller and the Joy Cons. So okay. um, it's. Tw- I know you're not. A, I know you're not opposed to taking your Switch and propping it and, and hooking the the pro controller to it. Typically, when I'm using the pro controller, I'm playing on the TV. So I remember I have that um, that weird oh, frame that thing yeah. that like attaches to the pro controller and like elevates the Switch. Right. So that's my go-to that. okay. thing uh, for when I play like something that needs a little bit more precision than a Joy-Con. Okay. Uh, so it looks like um, on Xbox it's twenty dollars. So I'm assuming every platform uh, it's twenty dollars okay. as well. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I, it came out about a month ago. So I, that's kind I, of like the, the what Matt's been asking about the, the yeah yeah the gamer sandwich. This might be sandwiches a, cost about twenty dollars now. Th- <laughs> this is a dinner for two uh at a subway <laughs> uh, you know sort of scenario have you been to subway recently <laughs> no since i got the new job I, like it's so yeah it's like 13 to 17 dollars for a sub at subway now man oh man no i'd rather eat a pop belly then but yeah no i i do recommend checking this game out um just check out a trailer see if you vibe with it uh it's one of those games that i think you'll know relatively quick whether like this art style and this sort of game works for you uh but i also would say give it a chance because i was surprised with how well i was entertained by it uh nice but overall that's kind of all i've been playing i've just uh kind of dove into this uh started twisted metal haven't finished it dave but i would probably finish it this weekend i, t- I rushed dave <laughs> through it and then i'm over here dragging <laughs> oh, you didn't rush me i wanted yeah. to watch it so uh so doing that still watching succession almost done we're like we got like three episodes left on that uh and then uh i introduced sarah to remote play for the ps5 uh so she okay uh has discovered that she can now just remote play to her macbook and then the tv's free to do whatever you want on the tv uh so uh probably gonna burn through twisted metal and succession just a little bit faster uh with that new uh ability in our back pocket also surprisingly remote play works pretty damn well uh i haven't used remote play in forever not since like on my vita during the P- early ps4 i didn't i didn't have a great experience with it on this pc with my playstation upstairs now you got better internet but, yeah so you should give it a shot I'll have to check that out yeah you should actually remote play to your rog I also I think that you might need to send me some links because I'm seeing some stuff about emulation. Okay, I I can I'm, yeah I, I can I can say yeah. but you the the rog should be able to run just the PC remote play app. You should just see how well it picks up with the controllers on the rog. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. So. I think I'm gonna have to really spend some time with that and and do some kind of cool like video review of that, even though it won't be until like September. But you know, just telling people like my experience with it as transitioning back and forth as not a pc i mean i wouldn't claim yeah elitist yeah so uh but yeah no dave uh, we'll talk about some emulators uh in the future if you're looking into emulating (laughs) some stuff uh but yeah really that's all i've been playing is that one game and just watching a bunch of tv awesome so it sounds like that game i looked at the trailer real quick while you're doing it. it looks interesting yeah so all right, uh, so we're going to hit some questions really quick. Um, so you can send us questions using hashtag AskDigitalDave. Um, you can post them on Facebook. You can post them on Twitter. You can post them on Discord, um, either with that hashtag or directly in the server, uh, much like Stefan has done. Uh, what's the last show you been you binge-watched an entire season in a weekend? Uh, well, most recently, probably within a couple of days, was Twisted Metal. Yeah. Um, I think I had that done in about 
what five or six days i think probably? so i surprisingly you yeah. hit me up like i watched an episode and then the following week you're like ah, i finished it yeah um, how many episodes was it again seven Ten? six mm, eight okay <laughs> i don't remember yeah they're only half hours though oh, okay, so. okay yeah um so that was probably the most recent thing i have done some um you know certain times like i'll get you know fall down the loop of like cobra kai um when when cobra kai has come out or um all american like i wait for that to come to netflix and i kind of just not necessarily in like a weekend but i kind of just i get it done in a at a point where i'm like oh my god i watched 17 episodes of that show in 10 days or something <laughs> like that so so that, um what about you uh so i would say probably that first season of succession just a couple weeks ago got through that like relatively fast um the first three seasons of barry I didn't watch them as they were airing. I watched them like after season, three seasons had passed and I finished that relatively quickly. Uh, I think Wednesday Adams, if all that released at okay. one time, I think me and Sarah ended up going through that over a course of a weekend. So yeah, if a, if a big show comes out, usually we'll, we'll try and drag it out a little bit, but end up giving in like two days into trying to just piecemeal like episode yeah. a day. Uh, we end up caving usually. Uh, so yeah a couple couple shows recently definitely has happened uh but it's so hard like i do like watching stuff every week sort of thing like i really mm-hmm. got into watching the last of us partly because i had to wait a week between yeah. episodes uh i think that like the last of us was like that was end up kind of being must see tv so recently for me like like must must watch as soon as soon as possible um it kind of started with mandalorian on disney plus mm-hmm pandemic time last of us um ted lasso season one and and part of season two i think were like that i kind of fell off a little bit um and but then like having access to all of twisted metal instead of like having to wait i think it actually we 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 talked about it a long time ago where like it it was a concern of ours like how much faith you have in this thing like are you trying to keep your sub your sub count going and i think they didn't really know yeah and it turned out to be the biggest show on peacock Correct, but I also think that the fact that it was all there was helpful. Yeah, I think that that could have, if that was like an every Monday kind of thing, that could have hurt. I think it could have hurt it. Actually, especially it sounded so. like the first episode wasn't really getting a lot of people super into it. It wasn't until like episode two or three that people were like, "Hey, the show's actually not bad." So mm-hmm. it could have definitely hurt them real, real bad if they piecemealed it. Yeah. All right, uh, and our next question is from Robert. Uh, would you ever buy a console purely for a single game? I am toying with getting an Xbox for Starfield. Would this mean my PS5 wouldn't love me as much, or will I be okay with a big smiley face? First of all, you'll be totally fine playing on multiple platforms, it's just for the it's record. Coming coming from a a console-specific generation for a while that we were um, to this, it's actually kind of like completely less stressful it's a little liberating uplifting. just a little bit <laughs> yeah liber- yeah that's the better word yeah that's what i can um so that i think you'd be totally fine and yeah 100 percent. like um you you can totally buy it i i typically other if if owen wasn't born i i would own a switch because of zelda yeah yeah like you think so, Owen every yes. day for your Switch. You're just like, hey, buddy. <laughs> no, I I bought... I still remember, like, a long time ago, I bought, like, a PS2 off somebody when I when Angela and I first got married because I just wanted to play video games again. I had taken a break from video games for a while. Um, I had a PS2 for a little while. I wasn't really enjoying the stuff that was on there at the current time. 
um, Wind Waker came out, I traded, sold the PS2 for the GameCube specifically for Wind Waker. Like that's why I did it. Um, and and I don't ever regret that decision. Um, so yes, a hundred percent. Like you can totally buy a console just for one game. I feel like I was buying consoles for just one game all the way up until like the PS4 era. You know, like especially mm-hmm. when you're younger, you're kind of only buying a console for like one specific game that you really want to play. And it wasn't until like the PS4 era where they didn't have to announce any games. I knew I was buying it. Same thing with the PS5. And shit, I mean, I bought the Xbox for no games, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because Xbox just hasn't oh, had I, Yeah, I bought the Xbox for the subscription. Yeah, yeah. So like, th- there you <laughs> go. Uh, same, basically. Uh, yeah. So, like, it's totally fine if you want to buy an Xbox for Starfield. That's fine. Like, I technically bought uh my ps3 for um heavenly sword like i bought mm-hmm. my ps2 for smackdown versus raw you know or or whatever wrestling game was at the time i would say robert if i were you like i would try even do it now i think you have a decent pc if i remember correctly um and but it all depends on where you want to play video games on your couch or whatever you're doing um you know i that's Big fine I have a 50 footer just in case I need. Yeah. Um, that too. But also I would with your PC, if it's decent, I would just, I I think it's, I think Starfield's going to be cloud. Um, I would go do game pass for like five bucks for 90 days or whatever it is. And, and game pass ultimate or whatever, and see if you have it on the, you know, and mess with the, the cloud tech a little bit first. Um, your PC might be able to handle it through the cloud and depending on your internet connection, it might be totally fine. Um, you know, I don't think that buying an Xbox is a mistake at all, especially with what it looks like the trajectory is going, and it, 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 I feel like you're you're possibly future future proofing yourself better. So, yeah, yeah, it's okay to buy for one console. I mean, yes, legit, like every almost every console I bought for one game, and I happen to find other games that I liked on the platform to keep me going. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, so that is our show for this week. Um, you can follow us on twitter x um at digital days pod uh you can follow michael at the first mjc you can follow myself at good dave hunt um our discord server uh has i feel like as i've been putting stuff on twitter i'm trying to get more cognizant of putting it in discord as well um so so you can you know like we've got a bunch of different channels going on there the collection thing kind of goes up and down depending on what's going on um you know michael's pretty good about posting in there and then usually it ends up being a conversation for a little while i'm not a, as avid as a collector as michael is but there's some people in the community have some great conversations um you can follow myself at good dave hunt um and our facebook group and discord server are linked in the show notes next week um i just looked again immortals of avenue comes out um i'm definitely that's definitely on my short list of something and i'm actually having a medical procedure uh so i will be off work for four days next week uh should not affect me doing the podcast at all um so because uh, it's not until thursday the 26th i think or something but uh so like i'll have some some free time to to, to definitely try some stuff out and and play so uh you know if i can if, if everything goes according to i should be able to come down here and play and, and stream immortals and stuff i'm really looking forward to that game so uh, I don't know. Other than that, what you got uh, on your agenda in the next week or so? Um, have another indie game uh, that I plan to try and uh, have a review for next week, and I still I'm still playing Fallout Three. I'm still playing Fallout Three oh, okay. just a lot. So. Uh, but hopefully I'll have Twisted Metal finish, and then me and Dave will be able to have like a, a random little spoiler cast discussion because we kind of were not rooting against the show. We just had doubts about <laughs> its 
You take too long. I might have to start rewatching some of it to refresh yeah, myself. Don't worry, Dave. We'll, we'll get it done. We'll go out, get it done. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so I hope everyone has a great week. Keep moving forward. Don't be a dick. See ya.